Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Canty and Carlin, Matt Jones, Meyer Metcalf. You know, I just recently, about two weeks ago, Myron got a pair of DJ Khaled J's. Oh, yeah, sort of customs? Uh, no, they're not cut. They're cut. They're, they're, it's the ones he put out. They were sort of a, I don't know what the color is. It's not orange, but sort of like one of those, te- I don't know what you call it. But it was a color I liked, and I have them now. Nice. And uh, I, don't, I don't put a silk pillow on them. But yeah. you know what? Keyshawn Johnson saying, you wear J's five times, you get rid of them. Okay, fine, Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Elon Musk or Bill yeah. Gates. Not all of us can do that where you just five times and throw them away, Keyshawn. Whoa, that's a different level. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a, a level number of, one pick. That's a whole different. Yeah, I mean, Keyshawn acted like we all can just, just pull that off. Yeah. Some of us have shoes, and we're very lucky. We wear them till they fall off. That's why you got to hang around people in your same tax bracket. That's exactly right. You, know? you start hanging around people that you like who aren't in your same bracket, and they start just saying stuff. And you mm-hmm. know how we were talking about Jimmy G being too handsome? Yep. When somebody's too rich and they start saying stuff like that, you can get a little angry at them too, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a guy with a private plane. I just don't know what to say. He just talks, and I just listen. I don't really know what I'm supposed to say. And the thing is, it's hard to be friends with somebody with a private plane because you is. want him to take you places – and, like, you try to go, oh, you're going there? You know, I'd yeah. love to go there yeah. sometime. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sound desperate, but at the same time. <laughs> Pretty desperate. Yeah. I, I'm looking for the line between, like, desperate and, you know, not, not too desperate. So. Well, I'll tell you who is desperate, and that's the Broncos. Because they yeah. got rid of Nathaniel Hackett. Nate. Or as Myron likes to call him, Nate. Yeah. He went 4-11 and in the 15 games he coached. And he becomes only the fifth head coach since the merger in 1970 to not even finish his first season. And these names are a who's who of who was not in, college, in, in, the, in the NFL. Urban Meyer, Bobby Petrino, Pete McCulley, and Lou Holtz. Nathaniel Hackett joins that group. And Meyer, Petrino, and Holtz came from college. Yeah. So Nathaniel Hackett joins Pete McCulley. I don't remember a lot about his reign in 1978 no. No. as the only professional coaches to not even last a year uh let's see we're looking up pete mccully now we'll learn more about his time football name by the way yeah or i think he sounds more like an accountant i don't know (laughs) if i want pete mccully playing for my team but nevertheless what do you think about that illustrious company that hackett joined and not finishing his first year i'll tell you what it's not good and i think what bobby petrino like Quit in the middle of the night, right? Like that yeah, was the he like thing left a note on the door, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then just walked away. So it's not good company. Again, I think Nathaniel Hackett had problems right away when he had to hire a coach to help him coach. That's never a good sign. If if you're walking me through orientation while someone else is also walking you through orientation, yeah. I feel like it's probably a bad setup. At the same time, Matt, what does he do? With Russell Wilson, if Russell Wilson is your quarterback and he's a disaster, how many coaches 
could have somehow taken that situation and found some measure of success. I don't know. Can I give you a little Pete McCulley knowledge, though? Yeah, tell me about Pete McCulley. He was fired in 1978 by the 49ers. And when he was fired, he was asked if he was surprised that he had gotten fired. And here's what he said, and this is a direct quote. No, I haven't been this surprised since I found out ice cream cones weren't filled all the way to the bottom. <laughs> okay. And that that says, quote, by the way, later was put in Reader's Digest, and they gave him $25 for having the quote of the year. Apparently, he never cashed their check for $25. If I, heard, if I had heard that quote, I would make sure I never hired that man for anything yes. the rest of my life. I feel like that sums up everything that went wrong. <laughs> Old but you McCullough. know what? I, I think for Nathaniel Hackett, one of the most embarrassing things is when we read those list of coaches that didn't get through yeah. the year. All right, we already know Pete McCulley was a weirdo based on that quote. <laughs> yeah. Urban Meyer, that was more off the field nonsense. Yeah. Bobby Petrino, off the field nonsense. Yeah. Lou Holtz, I don't know what happened, but he was Lou. probably. But we'll guess it was probably something ridiculous. Nathaniel Hackett may have been the one that was actually fired for just being so terrible at football. Yeah. I mean, you bring in Russell Wilson, you feel like this is a team that is one piece away. I mean, they were decent last year, right? And they felt like you get a guy like Russell Wilson. I know they wanted Aaron Rodgers. That puts us into a different domain. And instead, it's been the opposite. So, you know, I I don't know what you do from here because if Russell Wilson is this bad, how many coaches can come in and kind well, of Well, I don't know back. that anybody can. Dan Orlovsky, our good friend and former co-host, when you watch Dan Orlovsky, remember, he got his start on Countdown to Kickoff with Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf. We yes, are very did. good at making stars, but we stay on the same level. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Like, we may – if you work with us, <laughs> yes. you become a star, but we stay right where yeah. we are. We're like the we Muscle Shoals want- dudes. Like uh, We're like the recording <laughs> studio that – Everybody yeah, we're to. like we're basically like Magoo and with Tim <laughs> yes, and Magoo. Yes, we we make stars and then yep. we stay where we are. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky was on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, and he said the Broncos should get rid of Russell Wilson. I don't think it's out of the realm to sit there and say, should we just move on from the quarterback? And I know, Dan, that's so dumb. You can't because you can. And now it's awful. You're not going to be good next year unless Russell somehow. Because here's the reality. Who wants that job? What coach is like that you think that coach is the guy to get Russell Wilson back and to fix Russell Wilson? Well, there's not that many of them. Okay, so here's the problem, though, for Dan. This is, and you're going to think I'm making this number up, America, but this number is true. If you were to get rid of Russell Wilson, here's the cap hit in 2023. $107 million. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you just can't, Myron. Even yeah. if you want to, yeah. you would be saying, I'd rather lose $107 million than have him in the building, and I just don't think you can do that. Yeah, the, the NFL is really good at making sure that they can limit mobility in these situations. You can make a trade like this. You can make a move. You're not just going to decide to get rid of a player in this situation. In the NBA, you can do that all day. If Russell Wilson were in the NBA, you'd, you know, Get rid of them, sideline them, whatever. Can't do that in the NFL. $107 million dead cap. You can't fill the team. No, you, <laughs> you can't. get rid of Russell Wilson and you have that kind of a burden. So do you think, do you agree with, Dan said that the job is not as attractive because Russell Wilson in that situation, and I agree with that. Yeah. Do you agree with the second part of his comment, which says you won't be able to find someone to do it? 
I, I think it's fair. I mean, it would have to be someone who had a system, who had experience, who could put Russell Wilson in the position that whatever skills he has left, you could somehow take that and, and, and make that into a semi-successful quarterback. But I don't know who that is. I mean, could a Kyle Shanahan do something like that? Maybe, but he's not here. Could, yeah. could someone else do it? I don't know. Well, you may not be able to. Here's the thing. This is going to be almost like you're, you're getting the coach for the Broncos is going to be like if you're, I don't know, Myron, the, the athletic director at Vanderbilt football, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're not, you don't have the selection of all of the people. No. So you might just have to try something crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. you might have to go off the beaten path and hire someone who wouldn't otherwise have a chance at an NFL job. I think, Myron, it'll be that desperate. And the Broncos, a a great organization with a great history, that may be what they have to do. It's going to be something they have to consider. And I think, again, you're not getting rid of Russell Wilson. So he has to have some input. Is there someone who can activate him somehow and make this trade seem even somewhat worthwhile. Hire Eric Bieniemy. You interviewed him last time. Yeah. Everybody's interviewed him. Hire him. Like he's waited forever. What else does the guy have to do? Yeah, but I don't know if you if I'm Eric Bieniemy and I've been working with Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> I, I don't want to go from a mansion down well, to a, a one bedroom apartment, man. I, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, maybe not. Canty and Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app. Think about that. 24-7. Because here's the thing. Things happen 24-7. Get a quote at Progressive.com. We have some breaking news regarding one playoff contender's starting quarterback. We will give you that breaking news and more next here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? So we have some breaking news here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Meyer Metcalf. This is just coming across now. 
Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, is once again in concussion protocol per head coach Mike McDaniel. McDaniel says he's unsure when the hit occurred that led to the concussion, Teddy or potential concussion. Teddy Bridgewater will take the majority of first-team reps at practice this week. And, of course, they have a huge game against New England on Sunday. Now, online, some folks, including some doctors, and mentioned during the game, actually, a hit that occurred in the second quarter when Tua's head bangs against the ground, the back of his head. And you, if you look online, you can see the play. Watching it now, it looks pretty awful, actually, once you know that he is in concussion protocol. Of course, Tua had the situation earlier in the year. He's had two concussions this year, including a vicious one on Thursday night football when everyone was watching. So now, Myron, you're in a weird spot because he's in concussion protocol. You've got to assume that because of what happened earlier this year, he will be looked at as much as a person can be looked at. But you also have a situation where it's going to be very hard, even if he's okay, to clear him because people are going to be suspect about it. This is really a terrible situation and, and all, for his health primarily, but also just in general because if you're Mike McDaniel or you're the Dolphins, I don't really know how you handle this. And if you're Tua, do you want to play football again this year? Yeah, it, it's bad for everybody involved. I mean, first and foremost with Tua – you know, what's the extent of this? How bad is it? And to your point, if this is another concussion, you know, f- forget football. Is he okay? Like, how many of these can he endure? Um, and how does that potentially affect his future? I think if you're Mike McDaniel, you made some mistakes the first go-around. You, you came out of the press conference and you said, listen, I would have never put him out there if I had known. I wouldn't do that to him. And you sounded too overconfident when you didn't have the answers. This is one of those moments where if you're Mike McDaniel, you got to admit you don't have the answers. you got to admit you're going to be cautious and that you're thinking about Tua, the person, over the player. As a franchise, you've lost four in a row. If you have to turn to Teddy Bridgewater with your playoff hopes on the line, this could be the end of it. So, I mean, this is one of those moments where you could see it being the thing that we look back at as changing everybody's future. Pops Tua's, potentially Mike McDaniel's, and potentially the entire franchise's depending on what happens going forward. Well, I mean, and I think you agree with this. The one thing that doesn't really matter about this, or, well, it matters, but the thing that shouldn't enter into the equation is you've got a big game Sunday, right? That's not going to factor in at all. It shouldn't factor in at all. The question is only about him, and it's only about his health. Now, McDaniel added at the press conference, and again, this is all happening as we speak, as far as I know, Tua displayed symptoms, and that's when they enacted the protocol. So apparently Tua said something about symptoms that he was having. Now, I always have a hard time in these situations because if there's one thing in the last few years I feel like people have felt very comfortable doing that I don't is playing doctor, right, and yeah, acting like yeah. they know what happens. Because I certainly don't feel that way, but some people seem to. So I have no idea whether he should play or not. That's a determination that people way above my my pay grade. I do, however, think that if you are Tua the person and you've had two of these concussions and now you have this, which may or may not be a concussion, I don't see how, Myron, that couldn't enter into your mind as you're just thinking about your future, whether that future is this season or long-term, because the one thing we know through science is 
the worst thing about concussions is if you have multiple ones back to back to back. Like, that's the worst. That's much worse than having a bunch over years. Yeah. If you're Tua, like, that has to come into your mind, right? It, it has to. Um, and I think because he's going to be weighing sort of maybe what comes next, if he should be more concerned, it's so important that they take all of this out of his hands. It's so important that Tua doesn't get to tell you when he's coming back, right? You've got to go through whatever process was implemented after that first concussion, first set of concussions, which the NFL changed protocol for everybody. Now everybody's under more scrutiny in this situation as a result of what happened to Tua. You have to go to that extra layer because what you could run into if he plays Sunday is the people who are going to say he's only out there because the playoffs are on the line. And if you're Mike McDaniel, that has to be the thing that scares you the most. Even I if he agree. clears protocol, the perception's going to be he's and only out there. What if he gets there. hit again? This is I, the same it, situation we had weeks ago, right, Myron? And it yeah. happens again. Like, what if he ta- if you if you clear him and then he takes a tough hit? Because here's what I don't understand. And and again, maybe someone who knows more about this stuff than me could answer this. But I look at all the quarterbacks in the league, and and maybe I'm wrong. Mike, how many have had a concussion this year? There's I mean, been a number. I, There's been a number of them. How, but how many are we talking? A handful? I can't remember. I mean, there have been a lot of concussions in the league. Yeah. I can't think of a ton of quarterbacks that yeah. have had a concussion. The only reason I bring that up is, let's say that five have had them. I, again, I don't know what the number is, but let's say it's five. This is one person who's had three, potentially. Yeah, potentially, yeah. And so there comes a point, and again, I don't know the science – but where maybe some people are more susceptible to them for whatever yeah. reason. Because there's a level of, of number. If you're just doing the randomness and the numbers, there's a level of if, if I have only seen four or five amongst 32 quarterbacks and one of them has three, that would scare me a lot. It, it, would, it would scare me too. And I think that's why you're going to see a level of scrutiny that maybe we haven't seen when it comes to concussions. Remember, like the, the first set of two concussions triggers an NFL investigation. The Players Association in the NFL were going at each other, trying to figure out what's going on here. Should he have played? You don't want to be a part of that again if you're the Miami Dolphins, which is why I think even if, let's say, he clears protocol, there's just going to be that extra level of scrutiny to You're say. Right. The I'm whole league is going to be decided. You're 100%. exactly right. right. Let's just I mean, that's obviously the most important part. Let's take the second part. Can they beat the Patriots and the Jets with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, they can beat them both because I mean, both of those teams have suspect quarterback play, right? Defensively, especially the Jets, you know what they're capable of doing, but Teddy Bridgewater is still going to have more weapons offensively than both of those teams. So you'll have a chance. Um, well, I think you could I – mean, Teddy Bridgewater's better than Mac Jones and, and Mike White, isn't 100%, he? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they'll got, still have the best quarterback in the game. They, they, they will. But I think Tua at his best, you know, has, has been the guy who's helped them put up these big, big numbers. And I think Teddy can do some of that. But I do think Tua has a higher ceiling. Well, we will talk more about this, Mina Kimes, and we'll talk more about the Dolphins, where they go from here. But first, from FanDuel, I just want to remind you that NFL Wild Card Weekend is almost here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. And that's when you place your first $5 bet. So you can literally place a $5 bet and $150 in bonus bets. Just sign up and use my promo code, PLAY. 
I mean, I say it's mine. It's really all of ESPN's, but I feel such a part of this place, I consider it mine. FanDuel has your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet, and you get $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, promo code is PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf. I'm so excited, Myron. You know, you get the list of guests you're going to have on. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, listen, everybody that comes on these shows are wonderful people. But some people, let's just be real, are more wonderful than other people. 100%. And Mina Kimes is one of those, more wonderful than other people. She's ESPN's NFL analyst, and she joins us. And Mina... Uh, first of all, thank you for coming on. But secondly, I know I'd like to get your take on the news that has just broken about Tua now being in concussion protocol, uh, according to Mike McDaniel. What do you make of it, and where does the team – like, where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, the first take is this is really scary. We're talking about a player now who has suffered, you know, multiple concussions at minimum this season, um, which is – uh, it makes you not just worry about this season, the next game, but his long-term health. Um, apparently, he's self-reported. I'm glad to hear that, but really, really hope he's okay. Uh, second thing is, you know, there's a video going around on social media of Tua's head hitting the ground during the game. It's a pretty violent hit, and, and watching the video, didn't notice it during the game. Your, your next question is, did the spotters not see that right? Because, of course, the first time uh, Tua was – out with a concussion, pardon me, the second time. Um, there was a lot of controversy about whether he should have gone back in during the Bills game, a lot of discussion about the role of the spotters and the independent consultants, so-called. And I think you see something like this and you wonder how big of a problem this is in football and what further steps can be taken to ensure that a player who has that kind of hit uh, is evaluated properly. 
So with that said, you know, we'll see what happens once he's in the protocol. This is a team, of course, that is still in the playoff hunt. They have very capable backup in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, they've got a difficult slate of defenses ahead of them, New England, New York, the Jets. So it's tough sledding, and it's a tough break for both the team, but especially for Tua Tagovailoa. Scary, scary stuff. The, the team that they lost to, uh, a lot of people are saying now that the Packers could be a very dangerous team if they somehow find a way to get into the playoffs. How do you respond to that new sentiment that's developed overnight here, Mina? <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't really see them as one of the top teams in football. I think they've fixed a lot of their issues, especially on offense, getting Christian Watson. We'll see what his health status is. And then Romeo Dobbs back, their young wide receivers. Um, It's clearly, as they've developed over the season, has made a difference for this offense. But I do think the problems on the defense persist. Um, You know, Tua had three turnovers, but outside of that, Miami did not have trouble moving the ball on Green Bay. And I anticipate that some of the other offenses, particularly the offenses in the NFC that are good at running the ball, like San Francisco, Dallas, uh, and of course, Philadelphia, will also have success against this defense. Talking to Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. Now, Mina, I feel like this happens to you, but I'm one of these people who because everyone associates me with Kentucky, whatever happens with Kentucky, I'll then get a text like, oh, what do you think about your boy, Will Levis, or whatever. I feel like you got to be like that about the, about the Seahawks and about Russell Wilson. So, like, when you – when you, you it's got to be one of these things like yesterday after that performance where even SpongeBob yeah. characters were mocking Russell Wilson. <laughs> you had to have gotten the, oh, what do you think about your guy – so what I got to ask you, what do you think? And does Russell Wilson like, I mean, he, they can't get rid of him. So what is the future? Like, do you think there's something in there next year that we could get better performances? Well, I think that the Broncos don't really have a choice because of the way his contract is structured. It would be very hard for them to move on from Wilson this season. We're talking hundred million dollar cap hit 70. If it's post June 1st, it's, decision that's probably going to have to wait until uh, the next year so with that in mind you know you're right absolutely right the number one question that I get is did you see this coming and I always respond honestly with no I mean the truth is Russ the last two seasons in Seattle did struggle more you did see some decline in his performance which I think played a big part in the role or in the organization's decision to move on from him not wanting to give him the contract extension but even when he struggled it didn't look like this um, you know, one thing that jumps out to me is he takes a lot of sacks. He's always struggled a little bit, seeing in the middle of the field. But in the past, he has leaned on his mobility to create explosives and counter some of those issues with vision. And I think the next coach, when they see if there's something to, you know, a, a bit of a, a bit of a reclamation project, but if they see that they can at least turn it around next year at all, it has to start there. Can you get Russ moving again? Can you get him to buy into an offense where he's on the move? Because if he's not, I just don't think he's good enough at the other stuff at this point in his career. I feel like everything got weird when he bought that house with like four bedrooms and 85 bathrooms. It feels like that was sort of the start of everything kind of going of south of Russell Wilson's. Yeah. Way too a lot bathrooms. of bathrooms. But, way but, too many. But, but you never have to worry about not being close to one. That's true. That? It's, it's way too much. Sean Payne's put together a staff. Mina, where do you think – he's looking right now uh, if he wants to get back into coaching next season. Well, yeah, I, I saw, you know, Marcus mentioned that Denver would love Sean Payton and I, I don't, I'm sure they would. I don't think John Payton would love Denver, although 
uh, it is Walmart money now over there, so we'll see what they're capable of enticing a coach. But I do think he'll have his tick of the opportunities, and so that leads to the question, well, what are the opportunities? You know, he's been linked with the Chargers, but that's a team that appears to be playoffs-bound, so they would have to be um, – the owners there at Spanish Family would have to move on from a coach who's got them into the playoffs, which seems, you know, sometimes plausible, I guess, with Payton, but unlikely – I personally think the most attractive coaching job, uh, we'll see what happens with interim coach uh, Steve Wilkes, who's doing a fantastic job, but I think it's Carolina. You've got a young, good defense, uh, an offensive line that's coming together, some decent skill players. Really the only missing piece is quarterback, and I think uh, Peyton would relish the opportunity to usher in a young quarterback or a free agent there. Let me, well, let me ask you before we go about your, your Seahawks. We were talking a minute ago about yeah. the, the, there's three quarterbacks that are kind of sticking out in the draft. Uh, uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis. And there's probably five or six teams that will pick in the top eight that might want a quarterback, one of which might be Seattle because you have Denver's pick, the, the Seahawks do. Do you think if you're the Seahawks, you get one of those three guys, or do you think, Gino, this is what we do for the next couple of years? You know, so I have – I, personally, I have to watch all the prospects a bit more, especially Levis, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. uh, I do think Seattle um, picking at three, and that pick is very likely to be at least three after the result with Denver and the Rams, um, who you know had the fourth pick that's going to Detroit. Um, I think they're going to be hesitant to take quarterback there for a couple of reasons, one of which is I do think even with some of the turnovers lately, Geno Smith uh, can get you at minimum above average quarterback play he is, at the, at the very least, an excellent bridge quarterback. Um, and then also there's just major, major issues on this defense. It would be really hard for me to pass up on a prospect like best tackle Jalen Carter at Georgia who fills such a glaring need or Will Anderson for this team. So they're picking, you know, they, they've got Denver's, uh, all, their other pick at the top of the second as well as their own picks. And I think it's possible that they extend Geno and then maybe use one of those picks to take a, a more developmental prospect at quarterback. Yeah, my only thing in looking at it, Mina, is I also like to look at, okay, who will be in the draft next year, right? Yeah. And the the kid at USC is they great. Oh, baby. He's great. <laughs> but besides him, though, I don't know who else is out there. I mean, I actually yeah. think that it's a huge drop-off. So one of the things, Mina, I think you ask yourself is, if three of the best four of the next two years are in this one, do we do it or not? And I guess they'll find out what they decide, you know? You know what, though? These days, it seems like throwing darts at the top of the draft. You look at some of these classes lately. Look at New York, which just, you know, Zach Wilson's not even their backup quarterback playing Seattle next year. And it it is really, really hard to evaluate. And you do know what you have in Geno. That's true. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. Great stuff as always. Nice to talk with you. Thanks for your time. Bye, guys. There you go. Now, the Dolphins are not the only AFC East team dealing with the quarterback change, as Mina just suggested. We'll go over the AFC East quarterbacks and more. That's next here on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Candy and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Dr. Pepper calling lines 888-SAY-ESPN. Matt Jones, Meyer Metcalf. Right now, by the way, if you're watching on ESPN, the Quick Lane Bowl, which is in Detroit, which is a Mm -hmm. great place to be this time of year. 
The Quick Lane Bowl is going on, and, and right now New Mexico State leads Bowling Green 24-19 to with three minutes and 43 seconds left. Have you ever been to New Mexico State, Myron, or Bowling Green? Uh, I've been to New Mexico, not New Mexico State. Yes, that's uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is close yeah. to nothing. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to Albuquerque and uh, Santa Fe, but not in Las Can Cruces. I tell you that I've been to both of these schools? Really? I went to uh, New Mexico State when we drove to Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, is that where it's at? It's very close. Roswell's probably an hour from, from New Mexico State. Okay. And then Bowling Green I've been to a couple times. That's, I think, up there kind of close to Toledo. Um, these two schools probably – not a storied history between the two of them. <laughs> Do you have anything you know at all about either New Mexico State or Bowling Green? Give me your facts you know about these two schools. I know Jerry Kills, the head coach, who I know. I know well, covered Jerry Kill when he was at Minnesota. Okay, there um, you go. That's good. That's why I know Do you him. know how Mummy was at New Mexico State? Okay. Did you I, know that? I, I don't think I knew that. And then Bowling Green – had a quarterback maybe a decade ago named Josh something. Can't think of his Josh name. Harris. Josh, Josh Harris. Look at that pull yeah, from the – and then Urban a, Meyer was the coach at Bowling Urban Green. Urban Meyer was there, yeah. yeah. So, well, that game is going on three minutes to go. We will keep you updated for those of you who have New Mexico State, Bowling Green, uh, if you're waiting to get the result of the Quick Lane Bowl, which yeah. is one of the bowls this year that is taking place. Now – the AFC East is na- is a little bit up for grabs in terms of quarterback play. Obviously, the Bills have Josh Allen. But now, we don't know about the other three teams. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, just announced that Tua would be going into concussion protocol. Here's what he had to say. I like Mike McDaniel, but he doesn't give you the most confidence when talking about, <laughs> about such yeah. things. You know what I mean? I mean, he sounds like... It sounds like a little kid who's been asked to talk yeah. about it. I don't know what that. I don't know what it is. He just doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't give me the most confidence on these medical issues. Yeah, I give him credit for this though. And that remember, he said way too much with the first round of concussions. He, That's he made true. the comment, uh, "I would have never put him out there if I'd known. I never put my players at risk." He went through all these plays with me on the plane. Like he talked like a guy who knew things when he knew he didn't know anything. And this sounds like a guy who's had that conversation with legal medical PR and they've told (laughs) him to just say as little as possible yeah that's true that many uhs though I think tells you maybe maybe that uh maybe you shouldn't say a whole lot now so you have him and and let's assume he doesn't play then that means Teddy Bridgewater then of course you have the Jets it was announced today Zach Wilson not only will he not start he won't be the backup do you think Zach Wilson's played his last game for the Jets I not only think he's played his last game for the Jets, I think he's played his last game as a starter in the Ever. NFL. Yeah, it's just not there. I mean, it's a lot like the Josh Rosen situation, although that ended after year one. I mean, this feels like he has had an opportunity to try to prove he can be a starter in this league. I just don't think he is. He, the gap is just too wide for him. Uh, I think he's done as a starter. So do you think Mike White will be able to get two good performances and, and, and potentially bring this team to the playoffs? I mean, I think Mike White is in a is in a, a Brock Purdy like situation in that that defense at its peak can be very very good. Quentin Williams and company, and just the way they can pressure quarterbacks and Sauce Gardner in the, in the secondary. Like I think they can do a lot of great things without having Mike White, you know, putting up forty points. So 
there's certainly that chance that that defense does most of the work and Mike White just has to avoid the big mistakes. All right, what about the Patriots? Mac Jones, a lot of the fans there in Foxborough were chanting for Bailey Zappi during the first half. Yeah. Do you take Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones this week if you're Bill Belichick? You know, I I would go with Bailey Zappi. I mean, I, I just Mac Jones has been really frustrated, uh, and I don't I don't blame him. You know, Matt Patricia's your offensive coordinator. He, he's he's done the you know the dirty hits, the dirty blocks, and he's been accused of that. Um, and you know, Bailey Zappi was a spark for them earlier this season, but their problems are not going to be fixed this year. They've got to go get the new coordinator. They've got to decide if one of these guys can take them into the future. So would you, would there. you with Mac Jones, are you willing to give him another year with a different coordinator? I would. I mean, I, I, I he's not coming into camp without some real competition. Maybe that's Bailey Zappi. I don't know, but I want to see him with a real offensive coordinator and not a guy who's just playing offensive coordinator on TV, which is what Matt Patricia is doing right now. Can I give a shout out, by the way, speaking of Bowling Green to Bowling Green, Kentucky, where Western Been Kentucky there. is both Mike White and Bailey Zappi, former Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Wow. There Been you there. go. It's a good school. The backup, the AFC East rides on the shoulders of two former Hilltopper quarterbacks. That's fairly that. exciting. Now, one team can clinch a playoff spot tonight. That's exactly right. The Chargers have a chance to make it happen. We will preview Monday Night Football, Chargers and Colts. Tell your family to get ready. That's next here on Candy and Carl. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 